that kind of worked. All right, well, fuck it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pod Damn America, the gothic socialist podcast for the stupid children. I am uh, Jake Flores. Uh, Alex Patak is here. Hello from the silver screen. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Um, DC. From Anders Lee there. Um, probably the most Washington, damning thing we ever did to Anders <laughs> is make him not here. <laughs> yeah. Did we do that to Anders, or did Anders just uh, become more successful than us? Fair. <laughs> um, and oh, yeah, I blame you. Oh, sure. Okay. Special guests from uh, the wildly popular Keith and the Girl podcast. Keith and Kemda, welcome. Hi, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Woot woot. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Full house today. Um, crowded is this a house? Are we in a house? Or it's a full haunted house. There you go. Yeah. Everything has to be on brand. This for is our... a budget mansion. <laughs> We're living in Luigi's mansion. <laughs> um, so this we... is still a mic check, isn't it? No, no, no. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> we get that question all the time on this podcast. No, this is it. <laughs> you guys don't give a shit. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It would we... save us so much time. Oh. <laughs> We did this in a car a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah. It was very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so good at driving now, though, that like it's actually you've never been safer. Do people <laughs> agree with you, or are you just saying? No one's disagreed with me. Okay. Which I take <laughs> as 100% approval. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, listen, we are running like shit today, and part of it's for a very good reason. Our boy Bernie won in New Hampshire he did. last night. I want to say, I dare say, because of us. We were physically there, In so part, I think that did it. I, I told That's this what I heard on the news. <laughs> I want to thank the boys for staying up drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really making a difference. And then we had to take a hit for him by drinking on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. this is how the revolution happens. In my case, almost completely alone. <laughs> I don't know where you were. Here's where I'm coming from with did this. Did it matter that it was Tuesday? Because this doesn't seem like a different Wednesday. <laughs> my roommate doesn't know what fucking day it is yeah. right now. Sean, it's Wednesday! <laughs> Um, I think the reason that we're so wrecked is because we do not handle victory well because it doesn't happen to it's us. It's never very happened much. before. Very rare. Yes. I don't know what to do now. Don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I'm just buying things. <laughs> um, yeah, our boy Bernie fucking stunting on those motherfuckers. It was uh, it was pretty tight. Andrew Yang quit. Uh, my theory on this is I told a story on our uh, our Patreon episode a couple days ago about how me and Kate Willett went and knocked on a guy's door, and he was like, I'm for Andrew Yang, and then he threatened to punch me in the face. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> we single- gang violence, we, <laughs> we single-handedly broke that man's heart so hard that he had to call his boss, Andrew Yang, and tell him <laughs> to quit. Shut it down. <laughs> tell Donald Glover. My other theory, and this is a little bit, this maybe a segue, is that um, Andrew Yang the other day, after Parasite won Best Picture, tweeted i have to see parasite uh-huh. and oh, everyone yeah. was like yeah dude you probably should because it's about oh i see the thing that you're running on and i think he watched it and then decided to shoot his campaign in its face <laughs> so he saw parasite and dropped out of the race these these theories sound very scientific and, I, and i'm looking at your beakers and you really took some time so I, I think, uh, yeah, I think the political science lab is running on all cylinders here today. This is movie science. I think Andrew Yang watched Parasite and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And then he went, there's no way oh, giving yeah. everyone in this movie $1,000 would change what happened <laughs> to this family. <laughs> yeah. 
I, th- I think that he would not think that at all. Would be like, you know what these people need is a thousand dollars, and then that would be, you know, how he deals with everything. I know. Anyways, guys. Yeah, he'd probably <laughs> think like there's a way for that that neighborhood they live in to pool together for like weather protection, even though like they probably wouldn't do that. There wouldn't be enough to like stop the flood from destroying that their homes. He'd be like, why didn't they build a giant tarp? And hang it yeah. over <laughs> their, their living room. I think we may thousand dollar tarp onto Andrew Yang now. <laughs> well, you guys do follow this uh, more than we do. Who takes over the Yang Gang now? Who's most likely? The second most powerful member, <laughs> as uh, in, uh, <laughs> of a vacuum in any gang. It's a uh, well. It looks like it's going all over the place. Like a lot were for Bernie, but then there are also people who's because he didn't hit fifteen percent in Iowa, and some people went to. To Biden, some people went to um, Klobuchar. It was like all over the place. Okay. They're just is he you know not coherent. Out, though, because I thought I saw a tweet. Yeah, where he, he is. Was like, to clarify, I am not out. No, that was Steyer. Oh, okay. he uh, meant the closet in that. Right. <laughs> oh, Andrew, have you seen him? <laughs> I am not gay. <laughs> Don't make that a part of this campaign. Stop showing the whipped cream clip. <laughs> it was just me having fun with my boys. Um, uh, no, the, the fucking uh, all the. Media, all the news outlets last night kept reporting that Steyer's campaign was over, and he had to come out and be like, "I am not over. <laughs> I did not quit. I have unlimited money from ruining the planet. I am not divorced. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing this for fun." You say the worst things Whoa. in like the nicest cadence. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's a disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh boy. Anyhow, fun. if. if <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't gathered uh, by our vague allusions to film, uh, we're going to do an episode on the Oscars today because, uh, listen, we read an entire book about Joseph Stalin. We read another one. Uh, we read another one, and uh, we did a lot of research for some of the shit we've done recently. It's time for us to have fun and talk about the Oscars. Do you find books. it frivolous when you guys start watching? And again, you're so politically aware. Are you like, who gives a shit? I will start there. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Our story. Be- well, should we ask our guests, though? I, uh, I'm going to tell a story, and then I'm going to properly introduce, I think, the concept here. There's a very specific reason that Keith and Kemda are here. Uh, oh, really? relating to movies, and I think it's very funny, uh, which we'll get to in a second. But I want to start by giving um, a little background on what the Oscars are and why that's pertinent and relevant to our show. Because I know we are a culture podcast sometimes. Sometimes we do a cultural critique, as they say on the internet. <laughs> yes. But, um, <laughs> you know, but that is, uh, although part of this, th- there is actually a history to the Oscars that's extremely on brand for us. Did anyone listening, did you motherfuckers know that the Academy... The Academy that the Academy Awards are awarded from uh, was started by a guy who basically needed to uh, bust a union. That's Jake says it in a way that you can't pass the test tomorrow. What? <laughs> yeah. The Academy? You said it kind of like the Academy, which makes me think that it was originally an Academy of Cats. Uh-huh. Interesting. Also, cat movies. also on brand for the Oscars. The Academy. Yeah. The Jellicle Academy. Um <laughs> We'll here's, return to that soon. Here, <laughs> here's what I'm trying to get at. A little history lesson for the day. Um, the Academy was a union-busting tac- uh, tactic, and then it just stayed around, and now we have the Oscars. So uh, basically in 1926, there was this guy named Louis B. Mayer, who was the West Coast chief at Metro Goldwyn Mayer. And uh, he was beginning to appreciate that Los Angeles was I'm his so, city. I'm sorry, uh, that's MGM. 
by the way. <laughs> oh, I did not realize oh that's what that God, was. Oh, my God, it goes all the way to the top. <laughs> all right. Wow, Keith really knows movies. <laughs> that's why we need you here, Keith. <laughs> I didn't mean to get so inside. <laughs> I, that just blew my mind. This is the guy from MGM. <laughs> so, He's the lion. <laughs> You've seen him on the screen. Um, he's one of the uh, obviously one of the original studio guys, right? He was a Russian immigrant, and he was kind of like one of those Yakov Smirnov types. Like he loved capitalism. Uh-huh. The reason he left Russia, you know, uh-huh. is he wasn't a big fan of people getting together and organizing. Like right? Nineteen twenty-six. This is year. Wikipedia. If they left everyone's comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading from the Zodiac I would love notes. to be read through Wikipedia. It's like Metro Goldman Mayor. That's MGM. Oh shit! <laughs> um, I'm basically a Yakov kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what our show is. It's a very dumb version of Wikipedia. Um, so he wanted to build a house. Mr. Mayor was a problem solver. He thought of renting, but he liked building better. Right. And uh, let's see. There you go. Okay, there it is. Headphones are falling apart. Um, anyway, he goes to build this house, and uh, he notices that in order to hire it, he um, is going to get screwed if he uses this uh, like organized labor right from the studio. So he decides to try to outsource the uh, the labor. Um, and as all this is happening, he just generally starts to worry about the concept of organizing. He notices that there's some rumblings among the talent. There's rumbling in this room right now. <laughs> Do you guys feel that? Oh, there's a literal rumbling, to yeah, be clear. The ground is the moving. The house is vibrating. Okay. I'm glad you're everyone a, else. I, okay. You're over a glue factory, so that might right. be the cause. Okay. Also, at around this time, for the last few times we've recorded, there's been a man screaming, <laughs> coming soon, so look out for that. We're just going to keep on trucking. Okay. Kendon and I wanted to go to Anders' place and call in. <laughs> You're still welcome. I'll keep the seats warm for you. Thank you. The rumbling is the rats organizing into a union, which I will have none of. Is a rat king a union of rats? It is. Okay. It's the that's solidarity among rats. It's canon. You still can. the greatest wiki page. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is still about MGM. So anyway, rats. Um, and it's a link. <laughs> The rats, basically, they're like mice and shit, okay? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, <laughs> they're like big ones, but they're like Yakov Smirnoff kind of mice. <laughs> uh, I'm reading from a piece in Vanity Fair, which I'll link in the article. The picture okay. business was working very nicely. The money came in from banks in the east, and it built studios and put the talent under contract for terrific salaries. Those beautiful people did as they were told. Did you read this ahead of time? Uh, I did, but okay. then I fried my brain by getting <laughs> drunk for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> 99% of this scotch. <laughs> When the movies were he made, he got drunk for Bernie Sanders. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. thinking me. He doesn't drink himself, so we have to do it for oh, him. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, we have a psychic link. When I drink, he gets drunk. <laughs> <laughs> when the movies were made and put out on the market, the revenue and the profits belonged to the studio. But just suppose those bastards got organized with those lousy writers leading the way. Some of those people had education and radical ideas. Mr. Mayor didn't like it. But they might ask for pensions, health benefits, and if you'll excuse the word residuals or a cut of the profits. I excuse you. This could be an undermining revolution, and Mr. Mayor was one of those Russians who loathed revolutions, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what happened is he got a few friends together. They said they needed some formula to make unions unnecessary. 
It would be a way of settling disputes before they arose. Another thing, the picture business stank in the nostrils of the decent public. Sure, they loved the pictures and the stars, but the scandals were out of control. This is the second reason they started the unions, or uh, the, the academy. They were pretty kids with money to burn, wild on drugs, yada, yada, yada. Charlie Chaplin was fucking a lot of underage girls, and uh, they needed a way to cover it up. They had to cover it up. Is he still no reading? No way. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking right at us. He's not reading at all, guys. <laughs> Will his estate find this? <laughs> I'm kind of going in and out here. Uh, wait, Chaplin so, was also a communist, too. That's uh, disappointing. Um, I guess, so just to clarify, so far he's formed uh, uh, outside uh, a group of, of laborers to have his own production house uh, that are non-union, and to get around their uh, demands, he gives them little prizes, or did that not happen yet? We're getting there. Okay. At NGM, scandal controls you. Yes! Ah. Yes, Keith! <laughs> what a country. Um, <laughs> what a country! <laughs> this guy had said that Chaplin was crazy about a lot of dirty stuff, quote, like oral copulation. <laughs> he was a complete <laughs> madman. Well, then he what shouldn't say it's so mean? sexy. <laughs> I am yeah. crazy about oral copulation. <laughs> Most Americans didn't know what that was in 1926. I don't know if I believe that. Does um, crazy for it mean that you like it or that you don't like it? I think that uh, he's, he's saying crazy Charlie him. Chaplin was a freak. <laughs> yeah. So he was fucking... No mouth left unplugged around <laughs> that <time. laughs> <laughs> That's why there was no talking in his movies. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had to clam him up. He was going to... Yeah, he was going to propagate. <laughs> <laughs> um... Most Americans didn't know what that was in 1926. I don't believe that. Uh, but if word got around, Hollywood could catch the blame. So, Mr. Mayor and his pals decided they needed an organization to handle labor problems at the studio without having to get into the union thing, and it would be a public relations operation that pumped out the message. So it's a combination, like, organization, anti-union thing, and then also, like, a PR move. Um, okay. Pump out the message that Hollywood was a wonderful place where delightful and thrilling stories are yada, yada, yada. That is what I've heard about Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> they liked the scheme and wondered what to call the organization and needed a word with class, history, and distinction. In a few more days, they had it fleshed out. They came up with the, uh, this name, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Mm -hmm. The arts and sciences touch was a genius because it made you think the Academy had always been there and that it was scientific. It's not scientific. I don't know why that it word is It just sounds there. like a branch of the military now. Yeah, <laughs> Space Force. I'm joining the Academy. Uh, they had a banquet at which they offered membership to some of their cronies. Anyone could see that it was an association for people in power. That sounded like their stuff. And if there were prizes for best pictures, anyone could see they were doing quality work. So they literally just came up with the idea of handing out these prizes as like a thing that they tacked onto this organization. Um, basically, the, uh, the and then the final part of the story is that a few years later, uh, this librarian at the Academy just uh, picked up a statue that this guy Cedric Gibbons had made. Um, yep, yep, yep. And <laughs> she said, it looks like, my, looks like my Uncle Oscar. And that's where the term, that's where the name Oscar comes from. Of that's course. It. A golden man. A golden man. How inventive. <laughs> and uh, basically, years later, you know, obviously, writers and performers and actors in Hollywood did unionize um, and this thing, this vestigial thing, the Academy was just still around and uh, yeah, it just sort of like petered off from there and became this weird ass ritual. They like their little trophies. Mm-hmm. So it stuck around. So, that was your vegetables for the day. Now let's get dumb as shit. Yeah. The Are reason... you tired of learning? <laughs> <laughs> I know you learned so much in that weird-ass fucking thing I just tacked together. But the reason that uh, we figured out it would be really funny to have Keith and Kemda on is because I am to understand 
one of you guys likes movies. I love They're film movies. scientists. Yeah, mm. I, I'm a film scientist. Uh, Hemda has, when's the last movie you saw? Um, what's the one you made me go see with you? So that's it. Yeah. Well, I what, what, what? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I, so curious. I, when Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Probably was Harry Met Sally. Like, she'll rave about Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, we all just saw it on Tuesday. It's good. <laughs> it's it's good. so good. She's not wrong. Why see new movies if they still have that one? Thank you. Rounders, quality film. <laughs> Primal Fear, just saw again two days ago. These are great movies, yeah. and I have good reviews. Interesting. <laughs> I think I'm the one who put MoviePass out of business. Yes. Yeah. They mm. When they started, it was $60 a month, and it was a deal for me. All yeah. of a sudden, they went crazy to $10. I don't know why. I took advantage. They started having... That's that movie sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, when the tension rises right. or a truck passes outside. Wow. <laughs> um, so, so they started having troubles, uh, you know, uh, charging the cards. But I saved all my, um, my receipts. And then and I would just, you know, I'd praise this company on Keith and the Girl. And somebody, like a stockholder, said... Hey, w we have to work something out. Thank you so much for talking about MoviePass. And I go, okay. Oh, while you're here, I have all these uh, receipts. And he <laughs> goes, okay, send me, send me some. He didn't know I had thirty, with like movies like Saw Five that I would never otherwise see. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I get three hundred dollars back. Fantastic. And, and all of a sudden, there's news that MoviePass is done. I don't know how responsible That's I am. I don't know how many of me's there are out there, but yeah, as soon it was done. We gotta form That's some the thing sort about of academy to keep uh, mm -hmm. Keith from. <laughs> Watching all these damn movies. <laughs> That's the thing about movie passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never had one, but everyone I talk to is like, "Yeah, now I gotta go see Transformers 19." <laughs> like, yeah. do you actually want to? Like, no, but I have movie pass. It's the best part to. of the whole package is you can go see trash now. <laughs> Otherwise, it's too cost prohibitive. But yeah, I, see, I'm, I switched over to the AMC one. I talk about this on the show all the time. Yeah. Have you done that? I'm a regal guy because I live right next to one. Yeah, that's that's the one thing is I don't live close to an AMC, so I have to really uh, hustle. I for, see for my garbage content. But then you can see like the weird bad Superman movie that right. came out last year. <laughs> I you plan see. on seeing the new Coming to America in theaters probably September. Yeah, wow. very exciting. Guys, go I see already pre-ordered my popcorn. <laughs> I'm so psyched. I really wanted to see the T.J. Miller movie where he's underwater and you're trapped with T.J. Miller. You guys know what I'm talking about? I don't. It's called Underwater, and it's a movie where they're like 40 leagues under the sea, and uh, uh, the plot isn't that T.J. Miller's there, but then you're aware of it as a like fourth wall kind of thing. Right. Probably not a good PR move for him to make a movie about being trapped with <laughs> T.J. Miller. Right. <laughs> And there, well, th this bothers me too because there's also monsters in it. But it's like, why do you need monsters? It's already such a yeah, severe there's, situation. There's a monster in it, T.J. Miller. Yes, From the new movie. The jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Yikes. you can go see all the crap you want if you have a pass. Um, okay. And I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I could. I don't mind seeing movies alone. In fact, sometimes I prefer it because you don't have to make plans with anybody, mm -hmm. and I can literally leave my house and you know at a on a whim and. I feel like I arrived. What's the last bad movie you saw in theaters? Birds All of, of Prey. Birds of Prey is yeah. bad? Yeah. That came out like an hour ago. You said it's recent. Damn. <laughs> I tried to ask Jake if he movies. wanted to see that today. I just came out during a piss break. I got to run back in real quick. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, man, watch his movies. Um, I feel like when that when Movie Pass came out, they were like... There were like a lot of people that were just using it to get in out of the heat. It was, it was like yeah. a summer yeah. of Movie Pass. 
I respect it. My comedy show did very well for that summer, too, just because uh, it was a room with air conditioning, and it was 105 outside. Mm-hmm. This show is called Air Conditioning. We need to make this happen again. <laughs> Free AC. Well, uh, I get, Keith, all right, well, then... Uh, Give me your take on the Oscars uh, this year. Uh, did you watch the... Uh, I get into them because yeah. I've seen all the movies in, in general. Uh, I get into it. And I do see people complain like, oh, this guy's stumbling and bubbling and making a political statement. That, I don't know why people are pretending we care about the glamour. You like the fuck-ups. You like the trips. You like, uh, you know, somebody mispronouncing somebody's name. And boy, do they do it because they're so self-centered. They don't bother reading things ahead of time, et cetera. I, I, I love the whole thing. So you like to watch the stars fall, Keith? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I do. Do you watch it every year? Yes. What's the biggest uh, uh, Oscars uh, when they f- flub you've seen? Uh, when they when they uh, give the award to the wrong best picture of all time, oh, this last oh, one. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Um, Parasite. They pulled a Buttigieg on that yeah. one. Parasite won this year, and uh, you had um, Jane Fonda was uh, presented Best Picture. Then somebody does a speech and cuts back to Jane Fonda, and then you see her nervous and confused. And you're like, well, why? <laughs> then you see a wide <laughs> shot, and they cut off the mics and the lights to Parasite, but they wanted to keep talking. And then the whole, uh, then the whole audience starts chanting, up, 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 meaning put the microphone back up. And then sloppily, somebody else gives another speech. That's fun to me. Yeah. I do like it. It's very funny that they're actors and they somehow don't know how to read lines right. one time a year. <laughs> and it's supposed to, it's, they're supposed to be giving these awards to their buddies, to their coworkers, and you're still saying Adele Dazeem. Right. Yeah. There's like a lot of mic cutting in the uh, ceremony, too. If you go too long, they cut your mic. They play right. you off with the music. And it's, and it's usually the self-important people or people trying to make a political statement that they have to cut off so you can tell they feel bad like you hear like yeah, the yeah. sorry in the violin oh <laughs> the children of rwanda have actually exceeded their time right. so i don't want to be that guy but i'm turning the music da, 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 da. i think um the funniest thing to me this year was walking phoenix's speech for accepting uh best actor for joker because was he crying he came out and he was still like that he was still talking like the joker character kind of (laughs) did they take the award away like every speech is the joker he's a you know he's like a nervous mess he does a laugh yeah of course he did did the joker laugh his brother died give him a second (laughs) that's why he's a joker from my late brother (laughs) (laughs) my brother batman maybe i have a condition (laughs) so he came out and he went into this long sprawling speech about just like just injustice in general he just did one of those vague liberal hollywood things where he's like this is about fighting against inequality with when it comes to race and gender and all of these people he starts listing things where he's he like took down the patriarchy he's like people should not be in power because of their race or their gender or their sexual orientation or their uh, and he lists somehow lists like 10 things and conveniently, I'm, I'm like just give me one 800 number i don't, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do <laughs> Well, uh, to make uh, to make a point that's relevant to our show and also to the winner of Best Picture, Parasite, he does not mention class, which is a you know on the nose liberal thing. Everyone needs to be taken down from having too much power, except for people with all the money, because they're all in that fucking room, right? right. So like, no one's gonna speak it out against that. It would be kind them. of like who would you be talking to in that room? <laughs> 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 There's not a person in there. I mean, even like the waiters. Yeah, yeah. He is a good Bernie boy, from what I hear. I think he's donated Joaquin? to. He did. 
Yes. Yeah, Joaquin yeah, yeah. Phoenix maxed out his donations to Bernie. Uh, good news, right? Bad news. Larry David's been voting to uh, for Pete or and giving money to, to Pete Buttigieg. And Larry David's uh, the guy who plays Bernie on SNL, right? So yeah. like. Either he sucks or he, he doesn't just, want to do it anymore. He does not want to play yeah, him on SNL. I think he's being I think that's honest. A real like, thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has a TV show about his life. There's no one with like better access into their thought process, you know, of what that guy is like. He's yeah. very selfish. I mean, it, it is like a curb your enthusiasm style plot line. Yeah, it's a very yeah. uncouth thing to do. <laughs> I just don't want to play this guy on TV for four years. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. That makes a ton uh, of did sense. Did you to see. Me. Uh, Joaquin, apparently his speech was undermined because at the after party he was drinking out of a plastic water bottle. Oh, yeah. No, he's totally owned. Well, actors are not smart. He's entire, <laughs> entirely a hypocrite. Well, well no, there's nothing wrong with, you know, a water bottle. It's just they're, they're so eager to, like, to show some form of hypocrisy among anyone who, like, brings up social justice issues. Well, you know what's funny about was that is like that a... there was another part of his speech where he was going off really hard about how we have to stop inseminating cows artificially yeah. and then stealing their milk. <laughs> and at the after ah, party, I baby. heard that he was inseminating a cow artificially. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's preparing for a role. He was wearing the Joker makeup and everything. <laughs> well, he's like, we, we take their babies and we use the milk for coffee and cereal. All right, anyway, off to the Wolfgang Puck party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he a vegan? He better be. Yeah. If he's not after that speech. He I better mean. not eat. <laughs> Period. Anything. I don't know. That's the only kind of, that's the only kind of speech you can give like if you're a vegan. You can't just eat a steak <laughs> and then be like, They're murdering them millions an hour. <laughs> um Kemda, what was your favorite part of the Oscars? Um, I left early because I cannot believe that we're really sitting there and doing that. What the, what they <laughs> Wait, were you there? She oh, no. came to my house. I came to his oh, place. you meant at Keith's house. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to watch the Oscars. I'm like, you know, Jake. We talked about coming on the show and talked about the Oscars. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should watch them this year. And I'm like, Keith, Keith, I'm assuming I'm coming to your place. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> well, it's funny when the Oscars start, and you know, it's uh, Chris Rock and. Um, Oh, Steve Martin. I don't see Martin. White. Yeah, Steve Martin. <laughs> Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, Chris Rock says, yeah, on the way here, I see all the homeless people that. And then Steve Martin cuts them off. Anyway, all the stars are here. So it's, <laughs> it's that moment where you're like, yeah, we acknowledge this is dumb. But we all laughed about it, right? All right. Now let's go get back to taking it <laughs> We serious. walk on them. We rule. We're their masters. Ha <laughs> <Right>. ha. <laughs> right. Back to my, our. What was my favorite part? What was uh, the. Oh, you loved uh, the, the woman that played Harriet Tubman also does the song. Oh. At which I didn't realize, and she sang that song, and uh, Hemda came all over the couch. It was amazing. Lose yourself. <laughs> Lose yourself. Yeah, <laughs> loves it. Loves it. Seventeen years isn't too late. <laughs> when I was catching up on this, and everyone's talking about uh, how Eminem has a special segment where he goes on and does lose yourself eighteen years after he was supposed to do it. Right. Uh, I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting. But if they had a follow-up with four other artists all covering "Lose Yourself" throughout the evening, right. then you have a commitment <laughs> to a bit. That could have been something worth watching. Is lose yourself. In China. <laughs> Did you guys think Martin Scorsese was actually like annoyed by the? Because I, I looked at his reaction and it, it, that just seemed like who he is. Like no, it seemed like I, a normal. He gets excited when you know everybody praises him. They feel bad. It's the only movie that didn't win a single fucking thing. And uh, and when they praise him, he lights up. 
when he sees Eminem, he, he's he's annoyed. He's I, falling asleep. Yeah. And I agree, but I also <laughs> think, like, imagine three and a half hours of sitting there. I don't, it seems boring Oof. to me. Yeah. His so movie to me, is three and a half hours. Right. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, <laughs> asshole. No right. <laughs> he goes, it's too long. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh, Th- that guy has enough awards for his life. He should right. be so lucky as to get to go. Yeah. But also, who's who's going cut to Scorsese when he's looking like that? <laughs> like, who in your headphones so is going, now's a good enemies. time? Right? They're trying to make him look bad. They're like, look at Sleepy Martin. <laughs> Directed or by maybe Oliver Stone. Someone who, <laughs> maybe it was someone who just didn't like Eminem. I don't think right. there's a person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's at least one now. Yeah. Uh, Billie Eilish it, didn't like it, right? The Oscars were directed by Kemda. She's like, no, I don't want to watch this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the audience instead. I, I don't know why. We, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always confused because they have they have like the people in the movies there. I get that. That makes a lot of sense. And then they'll just seem to have like miscellaneous other power brokers. Like, was Billie Eilish in a movie? Why was um No, they it was because she's the coolest thing now, it's the excuse to use her for the in memoriam. But no, there's nothing she's just special per se. Cuz there's a lot of people in these movies. Yeah. I feel like you don't need to, you know, add extra ones. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we just get one of the other 1000 famous people in the room to do something. They'd be thrilled to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I sing too, right. right. Somebody does it. <laughs> Who did Billie Eilish announce like their death? <laughs> Well, she doesn't like. She didn't go. Luke Perry. <laughs> she just, she yeah, throws you know, herself on the fucking thing. And she's like Kirk Douglas. <laughs> uh, she sings. I don't know if it's Take I will remember soon. you or what she's saying, but you know, of course, then they show uh, the names. But they really did forget Luke Perry, who was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, always controversial what? every year. Who they forget? Huge flub. Huge. Wow. Another flub of the show. I want a hundred bucks on that. <laughs> I don't like. Oh that yeah, I I had the balls to bet Keith who's gonna pick the most winners. I lost the bet. Who's yeah. going to pick the most winners? Yeah, we did a ballot. Oh, you bet. Uh, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What did you just write in Roger Rabbit? <laughs> she would have done better. She got three out of 24. <laughs> I did so good. You almost had it. <laughs> she goes, okay. It's going to be Dumb and Dumber and uh, Romancing the Stone. It was like an hour <laughs> in, and she goes, how long is this? <laughs> As if it's not known that you know it's long. You're either into it or you're not. And she goes, she's looking at her ballot. They're not going to do all these <laughs> and I thought so it was many. a joke but the third time I'm like oh she means it no, yeah dude. they're gonna do all these you, you should have brought more snacks <laughs> I don't know what to tell you you did have a really good spread thank you when I got full I left <laughs> right uh, what do you guys do think of the no host uh, thing we've trick. been doing it's a fucking trick of course there's host yeah. We just mentioned uh, Chris Rock and the white guy. Hey, you can't have a parasite without a host. Damn it. I was going to no. say that. Anders! <laughs> a parasite! <laughs> Damn it. How uh. do I put that in my stand-up? <laughs> Jake was going to say it, but I said it first. You motherfucker. <laughs> I had the perfect bad joke <laughs> winding up in my head. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> Fuck! Alex, goddammit! <laughs> um... All right, Keith, what, what what was your favorite film of the year? Joker. Joker? Probably. Yeah, I love Joker. I liked it. I know we're canceled for liking it, but I liked the shit out of Joker. It's I, definitely uh, you love it or hate it, right? You're bored or you love it. I loved it. I can't wait to see it. I ended up doing a recap podcast that was longer than the movie <laughs> trashing it, and I liked it. So <laughs> <laughs> We uh, watched it 
like right as it came out. I watched. I saw the. I saw Joker with my mom, which is a mistake, because there's why? A, because there's a large portion of the film is devoted to the Joker being a failed stand-up comedian and having a psychological, horrifying relationship with his mom, where he's like, "I'm a comedian," and he's right. bad at it, and I'm a comedian. And do you my, often go to the movies with your mom? No, this is the only time Every it's week. ever happened. Was it her idea? <laughs> no, I was on. Uh, she was in Texas, and I was on tour, and I went to go stop like, and see my parents, and I, I was just taking a bus that dropped me off at a mall, and I was like, hey, why don't you come pick me up in, like, two hours? I'm going to go watch this movie. And she was like, oh, I was thinking about seeing that, ah, too. And then we just sat down next to each other at a movie theater <laughs> and watched Walking Phoenix smother his own mother to death with a pillow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> while talking about his career in comedy. See, I feel like the plot of The Joker is already good enough of a reason to let Eminem come to the Oscars because it's just about <laughs> hating your mom and killing people. <laughs> yeah. They tie it in like that. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> lose By yourself. By the way, <laughs> somebody who was not in this movie for some reason. Uh, we also Sam Morrill in there. You might as well let Eminem into the movie. <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> People we know are in that movie. Sam Morrill is now canonically in the Marvel Universe <laughs> or the DC Universe. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's what I've always wanted to see is a comedian just doing their set as if they're in the the DC universe like they're just making like slight references to Batman and Superman like Anders you will love this movie <laughs> it happens oh I've it? seen it oh okay yeah <laughs> Gary Goldman wrote a character that is very Gary Goldman adjacent to do stand up as in the movie it's just him in the 70s <laughs> it's really weird right um, what I liked about the movie too is and this is stupid but when you know they show somebody for a second you're like that's Bruce Wayne. I know it. Like, I'm some genius. <laughs> oh, I know him. <laughs> That's going to be the butler. I know it. <laughs> Did you call it? Yeah, I was so right. Yeah. That was Bruce Wayne's dad. It Are was. you one of those it guys really that, like, I was why I mean, I. Sh- I sh- I watched Fight Club when I was like... When you say call it, by the way, I tell the whole theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. That little kid's going to be Batman. Keep an eye on the kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Homer Simpson walking out of the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> I can't believe it was his father the whole time. <laughs> um, I showed. I watched Fight Club the first time when it came out, and it blew my mind. And then I showed it to a friend of mine, and like 10 minutes into it, he was like, they're the same guy. I was like, how, oh. how the fuck did you do that? Oh. Wow. My girlfriend Your friend's a, a genius, though. Right. My girlfriend has a 12-year-old, and I, we were showing him uh, my favorite movie, The Sixth Sense, for the first time. And it's like, do you get it, though? He was dead. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. He's dead. And apparently doesn't pay much attention at dinner with his wife. <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> comparing those two, because I just saw Sixth Sense this year, and I, of course, know he's dead, because right. it, it came out in 1999. <laughs> and I knew that they were the same guy before I watched Fight Club. Did not ruin that movie. Completely ruined the sixth sense. Right. Mm. There's no like tension at all when you're like he's not really there. <laughs> he's a ghost. He's a fucking ghost. Yeah. Doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah. You can spoil the shit out of an M Night Shyamalan movie because there's like one yeah. thing. They really rely on like an event. Right. It's not a village. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you told me it was. Damn it. <laughs> but I'm looking at the title of the movie. Shit. <laughs> These are your kids, the movie. They're not your kids. Shit. <laughs> He's good. He's fucking good. I'm calling it right now. There's a lady in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like every other year the Oscars will choose like a, a sort of a socially justice-minded uh, best picture, and then the, every other year it's like just some boring white bread shit. 
Mm. It's, it almost feels like intentional, like they That's had 12 years of slave. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? They are comparing, like, Parasite, to, you know, to uh, to last year's Green Book, saying, how did Green Book get in there? Right. And it is a very, and I saw Green Book, and it is a very, you know, simple movie. The the white bodyguard goes out with a black, they start that it's clear he's racist, right? Yes. Uh, a black neighbor drinks from the, Drinks from a glass, and so now he has to throw the glass in the garbage. We're like, oh, this guy is an mm-hmm. asshole. He then might as well, like, announce it. In right. The right, of this movie. right. He's like, by the way, subtle, yeah. I'm a bad white man. Because of the black <laughs> lips, this glass is in the garbage, honey. I don't know, though. I do, and I can't be changed. Nah. Oops, got to take a job where I go across the country protecting a black guy. Everybody <laughs> learns from each other. What a beautiful film. Right. Okay, if you like him, we'll go with everyone. The end. It's like an and age uh, thing, though, because those kind of movies came out all the time in the 90s. People were like, like, yes, see? Yeah. He didn't throw the glass away? Aren't we <laughs> right. all a little bit better now? Then they're all drinking from the same glass <laughs> to make a point. Yeah, but now we just look at it and we're like, this sucks. Well, I, Parasite's the main thing I wanted to talk about in regards to the Oscars, because I think you're right in that there is uh, a, a bit of a statement that the Academy tries to make every year. But like the reason I wanted to go back and kind of give that background of the history of where the Oscars came from... It was appreciated. ...is because it's a very dumb thing, and... We place a lot of cultural like importance on it being somehow this, like this, uh, you know, this litmus test every year. This important thing where all of the smartest minds in our, you know, our big uh, industry, the industry of dreams in America, come together, and you know, it's so well thought out. And it's actually it's pretty dumb. Like I think you were talking about it. It's, you know, it's it's a it's trash. It's fun to watch like reality TV or something. And so when they try to make these statements, um, I think they always miss the mark. And I think at Parasite is. A, a really interesting um, like instance of that happening because I don't think the Academy would have picked a movie that is anti-capitalist and class conscious on purpose. I think that they thought that they were like making a statement about foreign films or about <laughs> race or something. They and definitely think they're deep. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. And the reason I say this is because like a friend of mine was like, um, somebody tweeted that, uh, I think Megan Keister tweeted that, um, you know, this means Bernie Sanders is going to win. Like this is like an, uh, um, a, a sign that people must be raising their class consciousness. Hollywood now is even aware of the idea of class struggle, which is what that film is about. But I don't think that's true. I think they accidentally gave Parasite the, uh, the film of the year award. Right. And uh, the proof of that, I would say, is in all these crazy-ass celebrities' reactions to it. Because you walk around this fucking building full of like punk rock motherfuckers and right. shit. Everyone's dumb and high on fumes. You go, what's Parasite about? Class struggle. Pretty right. easy on the nose. <laughs> it's a movie that beats you over the head with its message. It's not really subtle if you sit around and read Marx and shit all day, right? But uh, but rich people, I think, are unable to watch the film and really identify with the poor family because they're you know they're rich. So it seems more opaque. And so all these fucking crazy rich people have been tweeting like they loved the film, and yet they hate the socialist that's running for president, and they hate all this other shit, and they never want to give their money away, and they love you know conservative ass bullshit. And uh, so it's wildly inconsistent. And if you talk to them about it and you go, well, what did you think the film was about? They'll just say, like, it was about race, man. It was about sticking it to white people. And it's like, there's no white people in the film. Yeah. <laughs> who are the, 
<laughs> Pretty good joke I saw online somewhere. I have no idea whose this was, but uh, some you know rich people see Parasite and they see a movie about uh, better vetting the help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they also they're all playing those characters. Also, when a when a celebrity plays a character, they don't play a celebrity usually. They play your average person. Don't they need to tap into something for that? Right. They're usually playing somebody poor or regular or, you know, just highly emotional or whatever. They go, can I follow you around for a little bit? You're a person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like yeah. they're usually trying to play yeah. as simple as possible. They're not playing the elite necessarily. Right. So they're, they're not, you know, you, you pick up what you want to pick up. I have a good in- uh, story about that, actually. A friend of mine who is a comedian uh, in L.A. a couple years ago was in some sort of like group meditation thing just some like tm thing i think like transcendental meditation or something he said walking phoenix was also there and uh at the end of it as they were leaving my friend jay mandium told me the story he said as they were leaving walking phoenix came up to him and he goes hey aren't you a comedian and uh jay's like yeah and he goes and then walking goes you're like sad right and he's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I he am was just sad. Like, that was a weird story. And then a year later, he realized he was researching Joker. That was the research he did. That was the entirety <laughs> of the research. He takes out a little notebook and it's just like, sad, <laughs> underlined. Com- yeah. Comedians, but they're also sad. <laughs> Clown who cries. <laughs> he, he writes down the opposite. Yeah. And then kind of talk like I already do. <laughs> Yeah, but I yeah I think you bring up a good point, Kemdo, which is that like, it's kind of funny just by virtue of being rich, these people have to, uh, they have to act even harder to reach like, right. <laughs> just the the headspace of a normal person. So in a in a sense, it's a, they're great actors, you yeah. know, but I think they've like fried their own brains just from the perspective of being like someone who lives in a big mansion and it's separated from the rest. I of I just want to see all of Joaquin's notes for her lonely. <laughs> I met a computer guy. He was lonely. The master. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks mouthwash. Uh, what, what else won? Who won the... Who was taking home a trophy at the end of the day? <laughs> <laughs> Whether, I mean, I... I I didn't see a lot of these films. Like, I didn't see 1917. I liked shit. it. It was actually good. I watched it, it. I cried a little bit. Really? It was sad. Yeah. It was... But uh, I watched it in uh, 4D. Which meant they had like spritz coming. Uh, Did they shake the? Chairs? They shake the chairs and they spray. But a dude just comes around. <laughs> you get shanked. Movie to watch in 4D. <laughs> <laughs> right, you get shanked. Yeah. They throw shit at you when a helicopter crashes <laughs> or a plane. They gas you. They just tear gas the, the movie theater. <laughs> they have actors that die around you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good and. As I'm sure you know, one of the, the first movie to win an Oscar was also a World War One flick. So I thought that would give it a leg up, but I guess not. Uh, Wings. I did not. Know yeah, that. Wings was. Uh, <laughs> but they're in the air, not in the trench. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> We're just taking it in. <laughs> you know, they did the uh, best screenplay, and you know how they show. You know, like supposedly what the script looked like, yeah. and they have you play along, and then they showed 1917s, but of course there's no dialogue, and it not for the most part, and then it just it really just says and runs and keeps running and jumps into water <laughs> like real high into water. <laughs> he's splashing around, and he's, right. he's, he's splashing, and uh, he's lying on the ground. And he's like ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha. 
And I think Parasite won that one instead. I'm like, okay. <laughs> At no point is there a second shot. <laughs> Still. <laughs> the audience will think this was all filmed in a day somehow. <laughs> Do you guys watch any of the before or after interviews or anything like that, the red carpet? I, I happen to, like you're getting ready like it's the Super Bowl. I happen to see like 20 minutes or so, and I saw uh, Ryan Seacrest. Uh-oh. And this and the cue card guy got in the way by accident. Uh-huh. These giant he's even worse than yeah you thought. This Ryan Seacrest's dumb questions like, Did you bring a snack? I hear these run long. That's on a giant cue card. Man. He doesn't make that up. Uh, <laughs> How does he come up with this stuff? How excited are you today? That's written in different colors so he knows what words to accentuate. Keith screen capped that moment that yeah. the cue card just came into the shot. And then we just read it on our show. Wait. We've all been wondering what the secret is to Ryan's <laughs> yeah. do people they, they, Do people bring snacks? Because I never see uh, shots of like celebrities eating during the show. They do. They do? Then if you wait till afterwards, they show their purses in an M&M they, that they stole. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just like treats it like I treat the movie theater, sneaks it in a whole bag right. of five guys. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just eating on camera. Alex went to the Oscars and he brought his trail mix with him. <laughs> <laughs> Charlize Theron is like, yeah, I brought a Twizzler. I don't want to be like eat it. Eat I want to see you eat it. You liar. You've never you eaten liar. in your life. It's a yeah. prop twister that you <laughs> hand to each person as they get interviewed. You fucking liar. How do I convince these dogs I eat food? I'll bring a Twizzler. I'm just like you. I eat. Tr- I eat trash. You guys do this right? <laughs> okay. Well, you didn't eat it. <laughs> oh boy. What about the dresses this year? Any- oh, don't get me started. Oh my goodness. Right, Gorgeous, go. but some of them just push it. <laughs> you don't actually believe that. <laughs> For a second, I was like, "Damn!" It's so great when we when there's a show like that and people are you know like, "Oh, look at I can't believe they wore this and I can't believe they wore that." Keith reads it like it's the real news. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the uh, fuck is this dress? I guess she's a comedian because comedy's the opposite of being cool. You, <laughs> f- what is this bow? It's centered. A bow is centered on your body, and you went out like that. What I year g- is it? I guess. That's the joke. <laughs> and then, and then, like every year, one person takes it seriously. Right, like, right, right. how dare you shame these people? Keep <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I wear sleeveless shirts to work. <laughs> they spent hours preparing yeah. for the red carpet, <laughs> and you shame them. They did this for us. <laughs> and another little troll thing is like, we can all agree, Charlize could lose mm. three, four pounds. <laughs> <laughs> right? We all agree. It doesn't like oh. what we're talking about. Easy oh. dunk. They could have lined up for Seacrest. Watch what you watch. Somebody walk down the red carpet. You go. I'm sorry. Looking at your outfit, is it 1917 or 2020? <laughs> <laughs> he also does that when like the number one best human-looking person comes out on the the magazine. Yeah. Like this is the most gorgeous person that we found ever, but it's like a celebrity that we know. We already know them. <laughs> it's not news to us. I act like I'm upset when uh, you know uh, best looking of the year. You know, let's say it's John Legend. I'm like, how? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Not the teacher down the street. It was John Legend. (laughs) Uh, From Somerset, kids on food stamps, (laughs) right? And he's the best looking man this year. Uh, It was a janitor this year. (laughs) No, it's Hugh Jackman. Fuck you. Well, it's jokes on them because they have to kill him at the end of the year. (laughs) That's when the new best looking man is inaugurated. Uh, Here's a tweet from Neil Brennan out of uh, apropos of nothing. Oh, boy. Is it too early to say the central metaphor in Parasite didn't actually work? Next tweet. Who is the parasite? (laughs) The rich or the poor? (laughs) 
with that in mind, explain the third act to me. <laughs> um, he got owned hard for this online. Because people was, loved it so much? Uh, yeah, and because... Even if you uh, don't like it, it's just so clear what the title means. Like, how do you not get right. that? And you want to punch up at Neil Brennan, a titan of the industry. <laughs> Neil Brennan has a Dave uh, Chappelle's friend. <laughs> <laughs> he has a his comedy special called Three Mics, and a friend of ours, Anya Vols, tweeted, um, "Is it too early to say the central metaphor of three mics didn't actually work? <laughs> Who is the mic?" With that, <laughs> with, with that in mind, explain the third mic to me. <laughs> the third mic is the sad mic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he, um, just like a parasite. He went on to say that, like, well, well they uh, cheated the rich people because they, they fairly paid them for goods and services. <laughs> and he re- he's so rich that he read that movie as the poor people being the villains because right. they cheated at right, like, right, work. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, I have to check my second basement now. <laughs> it's totally making me reevaluate everything. This being said, something I'll say about this Neil Brennan Twitter meltdown uh, is I think as embarrassing as it is and how much of a misread of the movie it is, it is, it is far more refreshing than every rich person I know in Hollywood just claiming that they loved the film. Right. When I know they don't understand it, and they actively hate me and poor people, it, it shows more awareness, I guess, <laughs> than like I don't know. Well, like Jeff Bezos was there at yeah. the show. <laughs> I'm sure he, he loved that Parasite. <laughs> Barack Obama said he loved it. Yeah, I was like, "You're the Parasite, Barack. You have all the damn money." <laughs> well, now that Jeff Bezos is divorced and had to give half, he is one of the poor. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he understands now. Actually, Chris Rock made a joke about that on the Oscars. He said he's so rich, he got he was the richest man in the world, and he got divorced, and he's still the richest man <laughs> in the world. Chris Rock loves talking about losing your money in divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's his favorite subject. <laughs> All he got from the divorce is material. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos has lost thing. way more money than any of us will ever see. <laughs> when when Chris Rock's best album is the one where he gets caught uh, cheating, is, does he think as a comedian? Does he think like, what do I gotta do next? Like kill a person? Like mm-hmm. my <laughs> albums haven't been as good as getting caught cheating. Uh, I think you're thinking of He's the artist Shaggy. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Everybody, it's everybody. It's cross genres. <laughs> the central uh, metaphor I of Chris Rock. Can't believe Rock. where you pulled that out. Of <laughs> <laughs> but don't ask me why. But for some reason, I've had Shaggy on the brain lately. That was lately. amazing. <laughs> Anyways, um, did anyone see Marriage Story? Yes. Of course. Really? Yes, I saw Marriage Story because it looked like feelings and I love watching feelings. What would you think of it? Um, I really liked it a lot. But And the thing is, is I'm an idiot, so I really thought it was about a marriage, not a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> so bummer. I know. Was this, That's not what it is. Was this written by M. Night Shyamalan? What a twist. <laughs> So when they were like, they're not happy at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got me really good. <laughs> I liked when they fought. I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the lawyers. I thought it was too simple. And one of them won an award. I thought it was too simple. I thought lawyers were done better before in the affair, for example. I liked oh. the lawyers because I liked the the one scene that was very simple, and they were all arguing really just cruel, cruel things, and then they're just taking a lunch order. I don't know. Right. I know that is simple, and it's you know been written, but it it just felt like it belonged so well there. I hate lawyers so much. I hate them in movies. <laughs> I hate fake lawyers. I hate real lawyers. Am I the only one who saw like the premise of that movie and was like, I don't need to see this. I've seen a real divorce. <laughs> Why would I want to reimagine that again? It was oh, very look, unpleasant right. the first time. Oh, look, they don't know how to talk to me. 
I do um, like those movies where it's like, wait, why am I watching this? And then somehow you get to the end. I'm just like, I guess I, I liked it. Are you mad at me? <laughs> is that what this is? Um, we, uh, let's go around the table and see if anyone agrees with my assessment of Adam Driver. I think he is something called ugly hot, which is when you're <laughs> ugly and hot at the same time. Let's discuss. I was canceled on the internet over this. <laughs> why? On which end? For people saying he is hot or is not hot? Uh, no, here's what happened. I made that statement, and then uh-huh. I went, for example, here's an example of someone who is ugly hot. Oh, I saw this And part. posted a picture of Feruza Balk in the movie Waterboy, where yep. she plays like a, like a hillbilly with like a fucked up teeth and shit. Uh-huh. But then you look back, and he's only naming Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole list of ugly hot people. There's a whole tribe of these ugly hot people. You guys ever noticed? It's a real problem. Yeah. They hoard all the hotness. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absurd part of the skull. <laughs> I do think he's one of those. Ho- well, he was introduced very oddly in the show Girls, right? As far yeah. as I, yeah. So, and he was like in this apartment. <laughs> <laughs> this does look like the place he builds a canoe in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like he was introduced as this guy, like who was very awkward, but also um, artsy and and uh, mysterious. And I think that if you started liking, like finding him attractive for some reason, you felt good about yourself. Like I'm the only one who could really see the depth of this person. And I think this is what you're talking about. It's ugly hot, right? Oh yeah. And then and then once everybody else thinks he's hot, you get mad because it's like, no, I saw the special in him. But at what cost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that he's in Star Wars, it's like, what are we celebrating here? Right. No, that <laughs> was you really actually. Do need my support? That was actually way smarter than what I meant. I just meant he looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still kind of hot. I don't know what it is. I would argue anyone on a TV screen is by default hot, and then what else you're projecting onto them is just added flavor. He's Otherwise, like, they wouldn't be there. He's I'm like halfway you, normal looking, and that's why it looks weird when he's on TV. Yeah, but if you saw so him like, in real life, you'd be like, wow, you're angular. You're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why did one of the cameramen walk into Star Wars, <laughs> and why is he killing everyone? He's making crazy faces. <laughs> Why does his lightsaber have lightsabers coming out the side of it? That doesn't make any sense. Are you confused because you were attracted to him? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a, a heterosexual you switching man. switching teams I, for the driver? It's, a, it's more of a, I can appreciate a man's looks thing. Also, he I He jerks off and then he's like, you're not that pretty anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, Jake. <laughs> I, I think I also have complex feelings about him because I've had ex-girlfriends tell me I look kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. I'm projecting yeah, all this yeah. self-worth so, onto it. And so that's Jake is l- really going, am I hot or not? Right. Let's go around the room. <laughs> Let's go around the hot. room. You guys ever <laughs> notice how uncomfortably hot he is? <laughs> <laughs> He's just smoldering. He I'm could like make any one. face. He could wear anything. He's just so hot. <laughs> I'm the only one who understands him, and that makes him hotter to me. <laughs> I hate him, right, guys? We agree with everything I type. The things he did to Lena Dunham are unforgivable. <laughs> he he no, looks man. Sith. Ugly. That's if I had to put a word. He looks Sith. He's a Sith person. Well, well it's I mean, funny you say that, considering <laughs> the trilogy of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jesus. So just lost Anders again. To extrapolate that. <laughs> I'll find it. We will not go on unless he's back. That was a lightsaber. (laughs) He just just lightsabered (laughs) slashed his goddamn way out of this podcast. Um, I assume you guys are stealing Wi-Fi in here, right? (laughs) We're stealing everything in here. Yeah. We're squatting. The air is full of glue. (laughs) I was going to ask you how much you pay for rent, but you don't pay for anything here. (laughs) We will discuss off podcast. We're living very... uh, under the, uh, it's fucked up. Um, <laughs> Squatters' rights is a thing, right? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the narrative where Anders just said, I think he looks Sith, and then just closed the laptop like he was <laughs> dropping the mic. Have a great <laughs> life. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Nailed that shit. <laughs> hey, welcome back. <laughs> I, I, uh, we thought you lightsaber slashed your way out of the podcast. Or my guess would have been... Uh, because I... In- because I insulted the Sith. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Laptop died was my guess. Mm-hmm. The NSA shut it down. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? Once Upon a what Time else? in, in Hollywood. I liked that one. Did you all? Anyone see it? Another long I, movie. I love seeing uh, like a character driving, but like so long that I'm like, I believe he can drive. <laughs> yeah. Like I believe Brad Pitt's driving that shit. Like also, you found uh, out like James Corden wasn't really driving carpool karaoke. I got riled up. But if you tell me (laughs) that Brad Pitt's not, it's understood. But if you tell me that Brad Pitt wasn't driving, I'm going on a fucking murder streak. That motherfucker was driving. I believe it. It's fucking 40 minutes driving. He's like, oh, I get that. I get it. And in an unrealistic amount of traffic, too. Yes. Because he's just cruising through L.A. He's he's having a good time. No waiting. He's giving head nods to homeless. The guy is a great driver. The way he has his just, hand on the wheel. Just in the movie theater, like, my man knows how to drive. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't Do take a, a pee break then. I took a pee break other times. I, I don't want to miss a second of this motherfucker <laughs> driving. Have There's you guys so heard of the app Run P? Run P? What is yeah. that? Run P? No. It's the greatest app of all time. In fact, we interviewed the guy on Keith and the Girl. He He tells you when a good time to pee is during and, a movie and nice. <laughs> and he'll tell you the synopsis real quick so you know while what you're, you're peeing missing, you know what you're missing and then you can come right back so i know exactly when to take a pee break if i need to what and not miss anything wait, so it's okay the future so i'm in the theater and i'm like oh crap i i have to pee and i can't wait anymore i yes. hit the button on this thing yes and then come back and it, and it changes exactly the movie what i missed <laughs> uh basically but ahead of time downloaded ahead of time uh-huh. and then it goes oh when this person says that that's a good time to pee when this car explodes that's a good time to pee and as you're watching uh, you go oh that's the car exploding do i have to pee now this is why Andrew Yang ended his campaign. Uh, right? To How does that make money? Develop the PM. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to send them your piss. That's the you one down. <laughs> they're they're, they're yeah. creeps. <laughs> but I'm like, all right. They're doing to experiments. To get the thousand a month. <laughs> yeah, we need your urine. Yeah, they have all the information on your diet. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it to Facebook. Right. Oh, I love it. I I do that movie pass with Regal now. I get my rewards for the free popcorn. I know when to pee. I love movies. I don't know if it's because as a kid we couldn't see any. Maybe because I watched crap. But wait, now I we're love just them. discovering the like sordid uh, backstory, the supervillain backstory of why yeah. Keith loves movies. Keith <laughs> went to the movie theater once as a kid, and his dad literally paid in pennies. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the, the the ticket giver is like, "Is it all here?" And he's like, "Yes," and he's you know sincere, and it is all there. And she's like, "Just, just go, ET, three people, <laughs> pennies, you asshole." And we're like embarrassed but happy to be out. Keith went to the movie theater with his parents as a child, and the clerk shot them to death. <laughs> so he resolved to see movies every day until he's avenged them. All right. Well, I think we're about uh, rounding out an hour here. Keith has obviously seen every movie ever. Kemdo, what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's hard. Don't no. say Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no, Heavenly Creatures is really good. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's like people work that's at a zoo or something. No, it's um two two. It's based on a kind of a true story. It's the one movie I didn't see. <laughs> <laughs> it has the, it like has it? the woman from Titanic. Uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. And 
some other one who's probably famous oh, now. Oh, that's really good. Good. Right. good for them. Good for them and good for you. Everything's working out. Yeah. Movies. <laughs> this sounds like probably the best movie of all time from the description so far. He wins like, yes, and someone she knows. <laughs> Heavenly creatures. We've established there's two actresses and it's not at a zoo. What else do you need to know? And you know what? I don't even know. And if it's her favorite. <laughs> I don't even know if it's my favorite movie. It's just like the only one I could think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really liked uh, Mystery Men. <laughs> Coming, to Coming to America, we heard. Trading right? Places. Oh, All right, yeah. not bad. <laughs> There's never a line for her movies. My, my Cousin Vinny. <laughs> my Cousin Vinny is a movie. A I saw ride. that movie <laughs> in 1991. Well, well like, everyone needs to get their shit together. That's when movies were good. <laughs> I think my most viewed movie of, of all time is Muppet Christmas Carol, so <laughs> salute. You know what? She was on Keith and the Girl the other day, and she uh, and she goes, you know what I saw? Nanette. Let's <laughs> talk about it. We're like, all right. Oh, all right. You well, love our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like four episodes on Nanette for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, we have to stay for another three hours. <laughs> you said the magic Nanette word. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Lay down, hungover, and watch some more movies. Uh... Anyone have plugs before we wrap it all up? Uh, everything's Keith and the Girl. Jake has been on it. Uh, what's going on right now is uh, my dad wrote my ex-wife oh, two please. years after the divorce. And uh, my ex, we still talk. And my ex said, what is this fucking weirdness? And I go, oh, can I pretend I'm you and write him? And she said, I don't give a, why are we even talking? <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. Your family's weird. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I, st- I started another email and uh, I've been pretending that I'm her, th- that I'm her for about nine ten months now interesting <laughs> and he's been uh, and he sh- said you know there's been some gross enlightened he, moments i he, my dad he uh just keep in mind little bonus is that he was a priest before he got married he had uh, told my ex that she makes his libido jingle and uh <laughs> and uh jake Amongst was wondering one of those sections so i we put all the sections together and you can hear them all at once at keithandthegirl.com slash dad <laughs> this is your plug yeah his <laughs> plug <laughs> is you've catfished your own phone <laughs> yeah you hear these people on your show they're like i think the instagram is an updated like all right have a point for Fuck my your plug, dad i'm shaming my phone <laughs> if you want to hear an ongoing psychotic prank that keith is playing on his own dad <laughs> check out keith and the girl no, baby and that's how the show is and i'm fucking my dad lightsaber <laughs> 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 slash <laughs> that uh, is like something that would happen yeah. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Th- right. I am your father. A lot of paternal. Oh, my God. All those slashes. Uh, Camda, do you have anything? Yeah, Keith and the girl. I don't know who the girl is, but she sounds great. You yeah. should listen to it. It's on every podcast platform. One of the best girls I've ever seen. <laughs> is she like hot or <laughs> like, is it is like ugly hot? Yeah. <laughs> do you weird? guys all agree? Is it weird that I find her attractive? <laughs> Bizarre to me. Let's go around the table <laughs> and discuss. Uh, our mandatory plug March 3rd if you want to see Pod America Live there is no better day Super, Super Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Caroline's on Broadway all the lads will be there and Kate Willett and more <laughs> <laughs> we should book more people come what? see the show I'm really asking Jake more <laughs> we didn't discuss it if you know a famous person just put them on our show I don't care how what featuring are you doing uh, Neil yeah. Brennan will be on the show <laughs> 
<laughs> furious at us the whole time. <laughs> just really pissed off. Just yelling at waiters. <laughs> it's funny, though. Jake had that tweet that gets him in trouble about the actor's looks. But before he says he got in trouble, he goes, let's go around the room. <laughs> you guys have thoughts? Because this got me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Anders dies again. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> right. fucking four I Anders files. <laughs> <laughs> one last one just for plugs. Anders, what do you have to plug? At Anders Lee here on Twitter. Game? Uh, come out to Super Tuesday. Neil Brennan will do it. Will be doing a mic for each primary state on Super Tuesday, and uh, on February 29th, if you're in Burlington, Vermont, come to the Revelry at 8 p.m. Uh, I will be doing Dummy, my show about the autistic spectrum. I'm sorry. And one more plug for us. Uh, we also have a debate show a week from today on the 19th at Secret Loft. That's right. So we're doing one of those. That's gonna. I be like fun. the announcer voice. Yep. It's again yep. just what my voice sounds like. <laughs> Not doing a voice. Okay. <laughs> all my shits on my pin tweet. All those PDA shows are there. I'm hosting uh, the rollout of Means TV on I think the 28th of this month. They told me it was the 26th, and they changed it. I don't know. Um, and also uh, Valentine's Day. I'm in Pittsburgh at D's Cafe for yes. some come, reason. Come give Jake your love. Yeah. He's single. All and right. ready to mingle. I'm single, but I'm not ready to mingle. I keep actually. trying to hook him up. <laughs> I've heard he looks just like Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> and if he doesn't, leave the date. But I, I promise you. I can't wait for someone to just listen to this podcast and go find Jake and be like, you don't look anything <laughs> like Adam Driver. <laughs> All right. It is finished. It's finished. It's finished. <laughs>